0: You are listening to the Walk After Falling Podcast.
1: I don't know what kind of struggle you're going through. I don't know what the situation may be, but you serve a mighty God. Walk after falling, falling, Happy Monday, walkers. How's everybody doing? we just want to tell everybody that we love you we hope everybody's safe and doing well and we have another great conversation
0: yes so um i met brie our guest today one of our guests um, when i first moved to chicago i was in briefly a, a doctorate program for clinical psychology and we met there, and actually brie and d j you guys were the first adult wedding that I've ever been to <laughs> um so yeah, two of my just just very special people in my life, so brie and d j could you guys just introduce yourself um just share a little bit about what you do and where you're at,
2: yeah. Well, I'm Brianna, and I am in my, oh my goodness, I'm entering my fourth year. It's so crazy. I know, it's (laughs) happening, um, of my doctorate in clinical psych. Before that, I was at the same school when I got my master's in clinical mental health counseling. So I've been in school for a really long time. Um, and I'm ready to just like be an adult. Mm-hmm. Um, But I currently work mainly with children with developmental disabilities. Um, so I'm really like on this child and adolescent track. Mm-hmm. My dream is to really work with kiddos that um, are on the autism spectrum um, specifically. And um, yeah, other than that, I'm just like a puppy mom we just got a doggy yeah. and she's like our like only thing we have it's right funny now because she's she's
0: a puppy but she does not look like a puppy no <laughs> she's
2: like 70 pounds oh and my so, goodness and one so mm-hmm. she's a big girl yeah um but yeah that's what I do most of the time I just go to school but then I also like obviously have my practicum um two days a week so basically it's kind of like a part-time job so mm-hmm. You're
3: crushing it. Uh, yeah, you left that out. You're crushing it.
2: I'm trying.
3: Thank um, you. <laughs> and I'm DJ uh, Darnell Jones. Um, I'm an IT professional. Um, started off as a software engineer, and now I'm a technical technical consultant. And um, yeah, pretty much video games. I'm a, I'm a grown nerd <laughs> that, plays,
4: <laughs>
3: that can uh, that can play basketball. You know,
4: and, yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. And how are you guys doing at this time? We're in just, we're in a moment in, (laughs) in the history of this country, um, with a pandemic and with protests. And so how are you guys doing in all of this? Yeah. Um, we're doing as well as we can, I think up until
2: last week. Right. So, um, with George Floyd's death and, a lot of things that have gone on, um, COVID-19 was actually kind of, uh, I wouldn't say a blessing for us, but it was one thing that we kind of looked at as a positive. So mm-hmm. BJ yeah. had recently taken a job in Atlanta. Um, so shortly after we got married, like life was great. And then, um, his job just randomly was like, Hey, you know, we don't have the money to pay all of our like IT professionals. And mm-hmm. so, We were scrambling, right? We Mm -hmm. were just in this place of, like, uncertainty, Mm -hmm. Um, and so the best job that we could find for him was, you know, in Atlanta, and for me, it was like, you know, I don't want to hold my husband back from doing something that's going to progress him in life, Mm -hmm. Um, and we just a background. We had been long distance for, what was it? Five years, four or five years. Yeah. Yeah. So for us, it felt like a step backwards. Right. Mm -hmm. But we had to really sit and pray about it together. Um, And, you know, I just felt like God was telling me, let him go do this because it will really lead you closer together later. Right. Mm -hmm. Like this is just another step um, of your journey. And Mm -hmm. so Um, DJ had recently moved so he was gone for about two and a half three months
3: yeah three months
2: yeah Yeah. so COVID-19 kind of brought us back together it was full circle and (laughs) now it's looking like he might be home I mean we don't know how long but you know Mm -hmm. we're not gonna beg for a date we're just like let's enjoy it yeah Yeah, (laughs) right uh yeah So I, you know, I feel like it was this boomerang that I sent out that like I sent out with faith and it came back to me. Mm. Um,
1: That's a good way to put it. I love that.
2: Yeah. And whether it be a short time or a long time, it is time with my husband. Right. Mm. Um, So so I'm just like appreciative that I have that time. So I think COVID-19 has um, we're healthy. Right. Everyone Mm -hmm. in our family is healthy. Mm -hmm. So for us you know we we just can't really complain about covid-19 you know we just are praying for like people who are like really impacted by
1: right. it mm-hmm.
4: yeah mm-hmm. wow yeah
1: that's good that's really good i love that boomerang like tell me a little bit more about like what it takes to like even just give up like now you have this amazing thing like you wait your whole life to plan a wedding you know I'm sure as a female like that's (laughs) one of the biggest dreams you have and it's Mm -hmm. like you never think that these things are going to happen where your husband's best opportunity is going to be in another state but yet you're in full-time school in a different one so tell me a little bit more about what it took for you to really like let go of that control
4: yeah
2: um you know that's funny you say letting go of control so I am a control freak like I <laughs> I want things to be perfect okay Catherine what's your any me. wait
1: what's your enneagram do you know your enneagram
2: I don't okay, I do and okay. I should like I feel you, like in my profession I should I'm gonna figure it out <laughs> um but like it's funny I think Catherine and I became friends because we were two people who like I don't know. We just always were the two people that felt like we wanted to have it together. Like yeah. it felt mm-hmm. better to have it together than to not have it together. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think in being in school, sometimes you have to be like, I don't have it together and that's mm-hmm. okay right now. Yeah. But that was one of the like big traits that drew us together. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I have been working on personally, like letting go of being in control of everything. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And understanding that God's in control And I block my blessings by trying to be in control of everything. Mm, Um, And sometimes I just have to let them play out in the way that they're going to. Um, I was scared. I still am scared. You know, Mm. it's difficult. But I also look at the positives, right? Like, we don't have children yet. And so I would rather it be now than, like, me have a little one at home, right? Um, So I think I'm trying to play in my head, like, what are the positives and how can I be appreciative of the fact that my husband has a job, right? Like Mm. we still have a roof over our head. We're still able to eat. Um, and we financially are in a space where he can come home most weekends and we make it work, right? Like figure it out. Um, Until, until we can get into a better place. So it was hard for me to let go of the control. But I think I'm now realizing that like, when I let go, look what happened. Mm, (laughs) Right? right. Like this, this came back and it's looking like DJ might be able to work from home for a Mm -hmm. really long time. Right. Um, so letting go really helped me
0: really open the door, I think, to a lot of things. Yeah. So. And it's almost like the thing that is the hardest to let go of or the thing that you want to hold on to the most is also like the area where God wants to bless you the most.
4: Mm-hmm. You're right. That's
3: exactly it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, but we, we, we tend to get in our way, you know,
4: mm-hmm.
3: and so I think that's a part of growing up, you know, and having a, a life partner in a sense, mm-hmm. you know, it kind of. You, you have, you, we essentially learn, you know, we, we learn, you know, what we, what we can control, what we can't control. And like, mm-hmm. you no, know, this, you know, like Brianna said, COVID kind of brought us together, um, you know, and you know we're just, we're just thankful. We're just thankful that no one has been impacted mm-hmm. um, in our immediate family. And, you know, we kind of, in, in these times, we kind of hold each other tighter.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. And, and, you know, this brought you together and it brought you together then for another moment in, in history yeah. mm-hmm. of, of the murder of George Floyd and then the protests that happened after that. And yeah. so can you guys just talk briefly about as a black couple, what has mm-hmm. it been like for you to to uh, to let go of control in this, but also feel like you are kind of grabbing back on to, to, to it. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: It's, uh, it's just not normal to, to see a murderer, you know, on, on the internet.
4: Yeah.
3: You know, it just, it's just, it's just, it's just, it's, it's just interesting, you know, but as a black couple, you know, we, are you know, we're, we're, we're fearful, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, with COVID, we, we definitely hold each other tighter, but you know, with this, you know, it's we pray even harder, you know, and it's 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 a very emotional, you know, being a black man. You know, I have four brothers. You mm-hmm. know, I'm, I'm the oats of four. You know, and it's just you just you just have to you just have to control what you, what you can control uh-huh. and 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 so like being in our you know growing in our profession and you know we're not well off but we're doing great but you know, as a black man doing well and breaking generational curses that, you know, Mm -hmm. have, have have come, you know, I'm, I'm held in high regard, you know, in my, in in my family. So it's just, it's just interesting.
4: Uh
3: It's just interesting, man. You know, you, 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 you you Mm -hmm. want so badly to say, Hey, Eh, this 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 won't happen to me you know i, I live in a good neighborhood in chicago and mm-hmm. you know i can i can fly and do things that you know some of my family members can't just you want so badly to just say no my life is good this can never happen mm-hmm. to me but then it's like dude you, you can't mm-hmm. you know
4: yeah yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: yeah, and i think what dj is touching on is like us recognizing some of our privilege mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. Um, knowing that even as Black people, we have privileges, right? Mm-hmm. And so being aware of those privileges and understanding what we can do with them. So for me, it's been like I, my privilege is that I'm educated, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. that I'm getting an education. Um, and that my husband is educated that nine times out of ten my children will be educated and so yeah. what can i do with that privilege and power right and so that means giving back to communities um mm-hmm. right going places and, and educating people talking to my friends that are white right and letting them know you know this is how it impacts people that look like us right mm-hmm. and talking to our children um, from a standpoint of you know you may be caught in this situation and so this is what you're gonna have to do these are the choices you're gonna have to make and so i, I think also with like you know the murder seeing that on TV or seeing that on the internet, I'm sorry, like has been difficult for me because he looks like people that I love. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, he looks like my husband. He looks like my father. He looks like my Mm father-in-law. He looks like my new three brothers and he looks like my biological brother. Mm -hmm. And so for me, it's, it's a heavy load to bear um, because I think about all of them as they walk through life. You know, yeah. DJ's brothers are not little boys. No. They are big.
4: <laughs> Catherine has met them. They're some big boys. They are right? big. They're,
2: they're very tall. And so I remember, you know, we watched a documentary on Jordan Davis, a young man who was shot and killed in his car for simply playing music louder than than what someone wanted him to play as music. Mm. And I remember having a conversation with them and saying, like, you are going to be a target, right? Mm. You're, you're you're tall, you're you're athletes, you know. Um, people will flock to you. Sometimes you can't say things you want to say back. And that was just, like, so sad to me that we mm. had to, like, sit yeah. there and have that conversation. Yeah. Um, but it was so necessary. So I think all in all, to sum this up and to wrap it up for us, like, George Floyd has really made us I mean, and there's more than George Floyd, right? Mm -hmm. Like there's a lot of people. So I don't want to dismiss all of the people that this has happened to. But I think this one in particular has made us like love one another um i think it's made us have these conversations of like this is why i'm afraid when you leave the house right? right so sometimes when i might give you a harder time about like why do you need to go there this later why do you need to do that it's out of love right and it's mm-hmm. out of feeling yeah. um and then also i think it's opened this door for us of like what are we going to talk to our kids about right. how are we going to talk to them yeah. when are we going to talk to them right like it's never too early to talk about race mm-hmm. um and so i think that those are are just some big things that have like big themes that have come up for us, um, with him. So
1: Yeah. yeah with, with you mentioning, uh, you know, being afraid for DJ to leave the house, you know, uh, DJ, I want to get your perspective on it. Cause not, not just about the, the race part of it, but as a man.
3: You know, it, it, it puts it in perspective, you know, just not just with leaving the house, but yeah, you know, you're, you're right. I'm in, I'm in charge or I'm responsible for uh, someone else, you know? Um, yeah. And, you know, it just takes back to, to our wedding, you know, like Mm -hmm. I'll never forget Brianna's, um, his father, her, Brianna's father, you know, told me, you know, when he came down the aisle, he looked me in my eyes and said, you know, take care of her. Mm -hmm. And I'll never forget that, you know? And so I I will never put myself in a situation where, you know, I won't be able to do that, you know? And, Mm -hmm. and like, these times you know in these times it's 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 you have to you have to think you know you have to you have to think before you know you go places you know I'm, i don't feel comfortable going out to you know um you know public settings you know nowadays you know it's it's uh it's it's really interesting man it's mm-hmm. i really i really i really don't you know know how to put it into words but mm-hmm. other than other than just being careful and just thinking before you you move and I Have these conversations with my brothers all the time, and it's, it's like you know, they're, they're 24 and, and 19, you know, a set of twins and a little one. And you know, I just try to tell them, like, hey, you know, have fun but be smart, you know, and that's
0: mm-hmm. and I have
3: to have to have to practice what I preach,
0: yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And thank you guys both for sharing that. Mm-hmm. I know that these, you know, the conversations are happening, are happening more right now. And while that's good, Mm -hmm. it's also exhausting emotionally. Um, so just thank you for sharing that right here. Um, but I want to ask you guys too, like going back to, before you met, when you were just going into college, because y'all, y'all met at college, um, like talk about both of you, what brought you to the school that you went to and how did your paths first cross?
4: Yeah, I guess
2: I'll go first.
4: Okay.
0: (laughs)
2: Um, (laughs) so I, um, went to private school. Most of my life I was in Catholic school the majority of my life and I played volleyball. Um, and then I went to college and was recruited by Savannah state university. And for me, I personally wanted to go to an HBCU. Um, this is very on topic, right? Mm-hmm. I really wanted to know, I, I I obviously was always the minority, right? Mm. Um, And so I wanted to be somewhere where I was a part of the majority and Mm -hmm. I got to know my culture. I got to know myself. So when you go to an HBCU, right, you have to take African-American psychology. You have to Mm. take Africana studies. You have to learn about who you are as a person and it's so fulfilling. Mm -hmm. And it's really, it makes you prideful, right? Like it makes you feel um, really proud of who you are. Mm -hmm. And so, um, yeah, I ended up getting to Savannah State on a full scholarship i was super excited and proud and Dj was playing basketball um and so the basketball and volleyball team oftentimes hung out um, and did things together so it was the first night that our preseason was over so I could finally like walk without my legs like <laughs> um and I mean that first preseason like really kicked my butt mm-hmm. um and so i was just like so excited to just be out and like be a real like college kid for once because before i felt like i was like in the military i was like what is right. that oh, what i do mm. so it was it felt really good to like go out and do something and so that was the first night that i actually met dj um because he played basketball so it, that was kind of how our paths like immediately crossed mm-hmm. yeah. um yeah. and i don't know if you want to tell like how you're how you got to savannah State. yeah yeah
3: yeah i was um so i played basketball pretty much all my life um but I was small. So I, I'm, I'm six, <laughs> <laughs> I'm six, three now, but graduating graduating high school. I was only like five, nine. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. So I wasn't highly, <laughs> I wasn't highly recruited, you know, but I walked on, um, to Savannah state university. My high school basketball coach actually coached a high school previously, um, in Savannah, Georgia. And so he had ties, um, at Savannah state and, uh, my parents and I, we drove down to Savannah and I tried out pretty much. And, um, they, they said pretty much, yeah, you can walk on. And to that note, I, I earned my scholarship uh, my sophomore year. And, um, you know, when Brianna and I met, I was in a different, I was in a different, um, different place.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, definitely deep in my faith, but then also like had a mentality of a walk on student athlete. So mm-hmm. I was, I was big into my books. I was, you know, on a roll, Dean's List, you know. And, you know when we met you know brianna actually complimented me on my shoes
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah and
3: the funny thing is the shoes weren't mine <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs>
2: no the funniest thing is the shoes were not cute at all i was just trying to talk to uh, him oh, wow. <laughs> um, uh, i don't know so
3: there's yeah. there's some fly sneakers i are like, <laughs> like some some purple and white uh charles barclays and
4: oh my yeah actually
3: i actually borrowed them from my
4: <laughs> okay <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh my gosh, oh, yeah. that story could go on forever no. but oh um, <laughs> yeah but yeah so that's kind of how we came together but i think like as we were praying and talking through like our story sharing our story with you guys one interesting thing we were talking about was we were both in relationships when we met, right? Mm-hmm. Um, clearly, I love the distance. Yeah. So <laughs> I, <laughs> like, stayed with my ex, right, um, when I graduated. And um we were both, like, in pretty, like, I felt like we were, we felt like they were serious relationships. Yeah, was, so mm-hmm. we were just friends. We were mm-hmm. genuinely just friends. And so we talk about all the time how, like, our marriage now was built on, like, a true, genuine friendship, so give me advice on, like, well, have you said this to him, and, like, do you think that's the best decision, and maybe you should, and I would give him advice, like, are you hearing her, you know, like, it was, it's so funny looking back on it, because we genuinely were just, like, good friends to one another, Um, and then when both of those kind of dissolved, we were, like, well, maybe we do kind of like each other, you know, like, (laughs) We should try this and so um that's how we kind of like started dating and and got together but we definitely initially for the first year were like genuinely just friends yeah. um and that's pretty cool to just like have a nice like friend you know yeah so.
1: that's yeah that's yeah. good so what do you guys feel like you both are walking in right now. I know you talk a lot about the long distance and what it took. Cause can you explain a little bit about, and you mentioned earlier too, like you had to live in two different cities. So what do you feel is the most um, overarching theme in, in your life together as a couple that you're walking through right now? Or do you feel like you, you might be falling short in?
2: Yeah, I I think for us and DJ can correct me if he feels like it's different or something else. But I would like to say that I think we're walking in this, like, balance of understanding our own faith journeys and merging them to be one, right? And that we can have our own faith journeys, right? Um, But then how do we bring it back together together? Because we are one. Right. Like Mm. within our marriage, we have merged our lives. We are we are one. Right. Like I am him and he is me. That is truly what I believe. And so that has been difficult for us. Like it has just like a a story we were talking about, like one time DJ was doing um, a Daniel fast and. I didn't want to do the fast. Like, I just was like, I don't want to do this. <laughs> I you not know? want like, to do
1: them either. <laughs>
2: right. I'm like, no, I don't want to do it. And so we had this, like, really serious conversation because he was, like, really intensely in it. And I was like, I will support you, right? Mm-hmm. But I think that there's times where you have to walk and grow on your own, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and you can bring that back to the table for us to be good together, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So this delicate balance of, how can I be my best self as Brianna? Right. How can I grow in my faith? What can I do? Um, And then how can DJ be him, his best self? But then how can we be like the married couple? Mm-hmm. Um, And like, where does our faith marry in the middle? Um, mm-hmm. And so it's like hard to put into words because it is this thing that we're working on. Um, So I think that's like the overarching theme for us. No, you're
3: absolutely right. And just kind of touch on being friends, you know, um, like growing separately. Like, I think the distance, you know, mm-hmm. being in long distance relationship, um, allowed us to learn who we are as followers of Christ individually.
4: Mm-hmm. You know
3: what I mean? Um, you know, me personally, I noticed in my life, I don't think I've ever shared this with Brianna, but I noticed in my life when I strive to be the best version of myself every day and that's it. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything worked out, you know, mm-hmm. like my, my relationship was fine. You know, um, when I focused on just being a genuine good friend, you know, at the end of the day, you know, being in a long distance relationship, you know, just calling back or, you know, not staying out too late or, you know, mm-hmm. just, just little things like that. You know, I re- I realized like my faith with, with my faith actually grew, but then also our relationship got better. And mm-hmm. we got to, yeah. we got to a point where, you know, your fiance and then not married. And -hmm. uh, and I think that just kind of, kind of helped.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you know, you spent a lot of your relationship in long distance and what do you think, uh, long distance has taught you that you wouldn't have learned otherwise Mm -hmm. uh, either about each other or about yourselves?
2: Mm -hmm. I think that we're resilient. Right. We are so resilient. And I think also that we love one another genuinely. I think Mm -hmm. that we may have known it had we been in the same city forever. Had we, you know, had things been perfect how we wanted them. But I think the distance has let me know that like DJ truly is like my partner. He's my person. And no matter how far the distance right in my life, um, it still never felt right without him. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, our relationship was not perfect. We had a stint where we kind of broke up and. Mm. It still did not feel right to me, and mm-hmm. as like hard as I was holding on to that, because I was like, DJ has to make these changes. I want him to do this. I want to <laughs> do that. I still was like, oh, I love DJ. I want him to hurry up and do those things. <laughs> oh my um,
4: goodness!
2: But I think, I think for me, it was it just is that like we are two really resilient people, um, and no matter what is placed in front of us, like we can figure it out. And we will be okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and that that for me at the end of the day is what I always get on my knees and say to God, thank you for my resilience. Thank you for Mm -hmm. letting me know that you're always there. Thank you for never failing me. Mm -hmm. Um, Thank you for always coming through for us. You know, Mm -hmm. Um, he's never fallen short in our lives. And so no matter how difficult it's been in moments of fear and, you know, disappointment or whatever, it's always worked out. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, and I say that not to sound cliche, but to be honest, yeah, right? Yeah. Like we, we still are two happy, healthy beings. Mm-hmm. And and that is really all you can strive for. Yeah. And so I really think that it's, it's been like the resilience factor um, that we've learned.
0: And yeah. that really teaches you like for better or for worse, like you guys mm-hmm. are, you are in it to the end, no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: And, and Brianna has actually made it easy on myself because and when we first met, she showed me her heart first. Mm. Um, you know, just wasn't, she didn't, she never shortchanged me. And so, you know, as I got, because, you know, we met when we were young, you know, mm-hmm. 18. 19, Very so young. like, uh-huh. you know, now we're, <laughs> now
4: we're
3: you know, late 20s, kind of crazy, but. When we met at 18 and 19, we're 28
2: and 29. Oh, wow. We, wow. we 10, met 10 years, literally yeah. 10 years ago. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Yeah. We were, we were kids. We grew up together, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what has been the hardest thing in your relationship either in your relationship or your marriage that you have had to overcome either individually or together
2: um that's a good question I would
0: say for me I think so
2: I'm really close to my family um my mom is one of five and um like everyone's here in Indianapolis, so we're really, really close, and DJ's family is close too. So I think it's interesting that people think that when um, only when people are divorced do families kind of blend. Mm. But I think in in a young marriage, our families are blending right mm-hmm. to some degree. Yeah. So yeah. I I think for us it's been this idea of like what things do we adapt from our own lives um and then what things like from dj's walk of life and from my walk of life and then what do we want our lives to be like um so really figuring that out as young people has been like a little challenging right um and i think just like loving like getting that love back from dj's family that i want Mm -hmm. and giving it to them right and just like this like delicate balance of like Mm -hmm. okay You know, like, (laughs) am I going to give this back? Am I going to, you know, do I give this? And what's right? What's wrong? So I think really just like, I mean, you get married by law in front of people, but the Always continues, right? Uh, and so yeah. marrying the families is a <laughs> continuous thing that we I think are like learning. Um, so you know, DJ's got a brother who's 19. I've got a niece that technically is my sister um, who is 15. And so they both still play sports, they play fall sports. Mm-hmm. So how do we marry those things, right? right and yeah. figure out like what games are gonna are we gonna wow, go to? Yeah. What are we gonna <sighs> do, right? So it's on that simple level, but it's also I think on on a more complex level right like what are we gonna do for holidays all the time and right. like where are we gonna go and things like that so I think you know just continuing to marry our families mm. uh, has been a challenge but nothing that like there's no like tea like it's not juicy <laughs> like you know like <laughs> our families don't love each other they do but because they both love each love us right like they both want our time and yeah. so that has been um that I think has been like a big challenge for us.
3: Yeah, yeah and then we kind of that's something we kind of touched touched on earlier earlier on in our relationship. Like Brianna made it, you know, you know, very very obvious that you know family and holidays were, were really big and mm. you know, like they have they have traditions. And mm-hmm. so, um, you know, in two thousand one, when my great grandmother passed, you know, pretty much that was sad, but it's it was the end of my family's tradition. Mm. You know, she was pretty much the cornerstone. So yeah. I was, I was looking at, I was looking for something to fill that void. And, you know, I, 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 I hopped on, I said, yeah, for sure. And I, <laughs> I loved it. And, you know, my family has grown to respect that. And, you know, we, 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 we do a good job of like sharing the time, but you know, it's, it's like, you know, like Brianna said, it's, it's a constant, um, marrying, um, mm-hmm. joining of the family. Um, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah, it really is. Because I know for me, at least like coming from a Puerto Rican family, like it's loud, it's big. There's there's literally a, a birthday every week, you know, yeah. things like that. But I think over the years, I've had to learn myself. To say like, you know, hey, I can't I can't do everything and be everywhere. But I think because of that, it shows up in so many other areas of my life where I feel like I have to be there for everybody. So like me and Catherine are kind of going through those same things. Um, where you know she's trying to understand like why I'm so quick to <laughs> why I'm so quick to feel like I have to be somewhere or be there for this person or that person mm-hmm. and not that she's not supportive with it but I think it's different when you don't grow up in that way or have that yeah. that much mm-hmm. where it's just harder to to you know understand and see it you know so uh bless her heart because honestly like this is it's it's <laughs> It's almost like I don't know, it's kind of like a bad joke, but like the first two times that she literally met my extended family were at my uncle's funerals these in, in the past three in the past three months. Mm-hmm. and it's just like I'm like, if somebody can be there for me through all that, I'm like, you know, I gotta start yeah. ring shopping, but um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but but that's that's where it, it's at because now she's seen kind of that side of it. But then there's, like, oh, all these other things and traditions like you guys were talking about, and Mm -hmm. it's it's the same thing. So you just learn how to work together, but I – I'm starting to understand. I used to not be able to understand. I used to be like, why can't you just, like, understand that I'm, you know, that's my family. That's my family. Mm -hmm. That was always my, I never really had a good excuse in past relationships. It was just, that's my family. That's what I do. Now I'm starting to realize, hey, like, okay, let's take the time to talk about these things. Because it's very Mm -hmm. important if you want to have that longevity.
0: Yeah, and DJ, I so relate to, you know, you saying like you wanted to jump in on the tradition of Bree's family. Mm-hmm. Cause like, that's how I feel. Like my, my family doesn't have those, those kind of traditions. Like we come together for holidays, but we don't, mm-hmm. we don't like all of us band together. And mm-hmm. so it's like seeing that in Julian's family, I'm like, I love that. And mm-hmm. I, you know, yep. it, it is a marrying of the two. Like, yeah, maybe, maybe there's a little bit of backing off on his side, but then there's a little bit of jumping in on my side. And then mm-hmm. that's where yep. our family it like operates in the middle.
1: Yeah. And see what yeah. she, so like when I went to her family's um, place for Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. um, you know, it was, an it, we, our flights got canceled. So it was extended stay, but, <laughs> <laughs> but, I love that. but she, After I her think her mom
2: was happy. Right. Yes. Right. And
1: I, had, I had a great time. Like we, you know, we were with the family every day. We had, you know, dinner, we had the dinners, all that stuff. And that was great for me because it was, I needed that balance. Like, I'm Mm -hmm. around big family all the time, loud, loud, loud. And that doesn't mean that they don't have their traditions and it's not a good time. It's just different. And I think she was a lot more worried about me coming into that and, like, not maybe being satisfied in some way. I don't know. I can't speak for her. But that's the sense I got. And I was like, no, you need to understand, like, this is a good like change of pace for me and I love that I love like yeah. the quiet and those types of traditions too so it, it definitely yeah. goes both ways and I'm glad you guys brought that up because I feel like that is a huge thing in relationships when it comes to family marriage especially yeah, mm-hmm. yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. and I think like what DJ's saying like okay I, I'm not gonna like take away from the fact that they do have some traditions but <laughs> like for my family right for me since I was for as long as I can remember, right we've every morning we wake up we have Christmas right Mm -hmm. the gifts are already under the tree my dad wraps them in the basement it's always quiet I mean (laughs) I am 28 years old and my dad (laughs) still comes downstairs and wraps the gifts and guess who's beside him now DJ right so it's this thing that they've done but then the next morning the whole family so my all of my mom's siblings all of my cousins all of my grandparents come over and my dad makes brunch for Mm. the entire family but I (laughs) that like one of those things like dj being a part of that and me being a part of his family's traditions and this is going to be my like psychology tip of the day right it really gives you an insight into who people are right Mm -hmm. so i understand some things about dj i understand you know why he operates the way that he does i understand Mm -hmm. that he is a lover because his mom gives so much open Mm -hmm. affection and love right Mm -hmm. and i understand that he is a protector because his brothers all have this look in their eyes when he walks in the door, Mm -hmm. right? Like he is, he is the person that they all love so very much. I see that his gentle and kind spirit comes from his dad, who was just this gentle, loving soul. Mm -hmm. So I think that when you spend time with one another's family, um, and you work hard at it, you really get to see who your partner is and where they come from. Um, and you get to know, like, why they may do some things that they do, right? Yeah. Um, and and yeah. so the good, the bad, and the ugly, right? There's <laughs> something that I'm like, oh, that's why you do that, right? Like, <laughs> when I watch, you know, one of his parents do it. And and it's just, to me, sometimes it's like, you know, it's probably like <laughs> like this unconscious thing, right? Yeah. Like, and, and so, like, but also the big thing for us, is that we challenge one another mm. so much, right? It's yeah, good, and not in a negative way. Like DJ will come to me and tell me a story, and he'll be so upset, and and like I'll say like, okay, I'm gonna challenge you, like, and yeah. I I set it up for him, like this is not to be an argument. This yeah. is not for to be mad at each other but I'm gonna challenge you right have you thought about the fact that maybe x y and z mm. um and he does the same for me and I think when you stop challenging one another you stop growing yeah. um because that has been like a big part of our growth yeah is us just genuinely challenging one another and I said it in my vows please don't stop challenging me mm. um because if that's the case, then like we're not doing the work we need to do. Mm-hmm. Because I think God put DJ in my life to challenge me um, in a positive way and vice versa. Yeah. Yeah. Um. He really did put us there to really work with one another and to help one another
0: grow and continue taking steps forever and ever in life.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And in what areas, Brie, does, G- does DJ challenge you the most? And then DJ, in what areas does Brie challenge you the most?
2: Oh my gosh, you're such a so good at questions. Um, okay, in what ways does DJ challenge me the
4: most? I'll I'll,
3: I'll go first. Okay, good because I game, need right? to. Get <laughs> yeah. Um. So so I would say, for a very long time, I prayed for wisdom, right? Mm. And um, it got to a point in my life where you know God said, you know, pretty much I've given it to you already, you mm. know, Brianna, mm. and through through her challenging me, I've actually like evolved. Um, into being. <clears throat> excuse me. Into being like a very open-minded individual. Mm. Like I'm, I'm so open to um, just any and everyone's point of view, right? So um, specifically, you know, it could be anything from, you know, me and my brother getting into it, right?
4: Mm.
3: Uh, <laughs> right, and you know, me, you know, cursing at him, and you know, Brianna say, well, you know. You gotta understand that at the end of the day, you guys are grown now. You oh, guys aren't anymore. So you having that tone is is kind of beneath you. Mm-hmm. So I just want you to be mindful of like how you make people feel. Yeah. And so that's just been pretty much the foundation of of the challenging. Um, it's essentially you know. Brianna's mother says it all the time and it's, it's not, not it's, it's, it, it's, it's, it's the motto. It's the motto. What is it? It's
2: be a good person. Yeah. yeah
3: exactly. It's just be a good person. It's, it's like the last, no, it's more so like the last thing that the, the only impression, something, something I, oh, okay. I can't, I can't, I can't think of it, but <laughs> it's, she, she challenges me just to be a, a good person, yeah. you know, no matter what, if I'm frustrated, if, if I'm actually right in a situation, um, you know, just be a good person. That's all, you know?
2: Yeah. Are you talking about, like, someone will always remember how you made them feel? There you go. Yeah. Mm. Um. Yeah. I, she says that one, too. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, she's always made us grow up remembering that, right? Like, what you mm. say to people will leave a, a forever impression, wow. and you never know yeah. when you'll need them. Yeah. You never know when you'll turn around and be like, hey, I actually need you, right. <laughs> you know? Um. I know I was mean to you in third grade, but... <laughs> mm um but she's just always been like that I would say for me it's um I think it's been the not the opposite but on the other end of the spectrum in terms of like not giving too much of myself and not feeling bad Mm. um I've always been a giver to the point where like saying no is really difficult for me Mm -hmm. um and DJ has challenged me I'll never forget one time I was in college and um, I was having a rough time fitting in with my teammates. Mm -hmm. Um, It was rough for me. You know, that's going to be like the most honest truth I'll tell here today. It was a rough time for me. And DJ was my friend through it all. And don't get me wrong. Like, I still have really good friends that came out of it. It was a great experience, but I just had a hard time fitting in when Mm -hmm. I got to college. And I remember being, like, so upset and just, like, talking to him and him saying, like, why don't you ever stick up for yourself? Uh Why don't you ever say, no, don't say that to me or don't treat me that way? Uh Um, And I think that was the first time he started giving me that, like, power to say like, no, that's not okay. Or like, no, I can't do that. Or no, I don't have time. So he's always challenged me to be mindful of like how much of myself I give to others and how much others don't give to me. Yeah. Um And being mindful of like that it should always be an even exchange or else I come out the one that's like tired and weary. And you know, I've given so much and like others are just like still full of energy um, mm-hmm. because they not have to work as hard as me. Um, and, and giving me everything that they should have given me. Yeah. So I think that's, that's been like a really good lesson that he's taught me that he still teaches me to this day. Mm, <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. And does he continue to do that? Because you're in a line of work where you are, your job mm-hmm. is to give. And so <laughs> how does he... I guess, how does he help you through that? And then what are things that you, that maybe you have started implementing or you're realizing that you need to start implementing that you're saying like, this is what I need to do to feed into myself so that I can give.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. I would say DJ, like when I come home, he's very respectful of like, do you want to talk about your day or not? Mm-hmm. Like, is it, you've been talking to people all day. Do you want to talk? Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's been a big thing. I mean, I literally as a living, like talks to people and hold their feelings and listen to them. And sometimes when I come home, I just want silence. Yeah. And for the longest, I felt so bad about that. I felt like, why can't I give to him? Like, Mm. why can't I? And he's always given me that space, right? Like I've come home and and he'll look at me and be like, silence or talking like, which one do you (laughs) want today? And I don't feel bad about it because he's, he's allowed me that space to just be like good to myself. Mm. Um And so sometimes I just go in the room, I take my shower. I have like, I, and I can hear him like, turn the TV down. <laughs> you hear him like, <laughs> you know, like, and I hear him just being respectful of those things and I take note of them. Um, So I think that's like the biggest thing is that he really challenges me to do that. But I, I think For myself, one thing that I am working at is, like, leaving my work at work. Um, I grew up with my grandmother being a nurse in a nursing home, and I spent a lot of time with her there. Mm -hmm. I always wanted to volunteer. I'd, like, play bingo with the people and give them, like, treats when they want, and, like, (laughs) I just have always been that, like, empathetic person that wanted to, like, give to others. Yeah. Um, And... I remember when I would leave work with her she would always take this like deep sigh and I always remember that that was her way of like leaving it all there mm. um and so for me when I get in the car I always just like take a deep sigh and like leave it there mm. because when I bring it home it seeps into my marriage and it has no place there mm. right um it just doesn't and and so I I think for me, it's always setting that boundary for myself of like, when am I going to stop thinking um, and just like go and be with my husband? Because if not, you're you worry yourself, yes. <laughs> you know, especially working with kids, you worry all mm. day. About them. So like setting that boundary for myself of, of when I'm going to let it go and and just like feed myself. Mm. Um, and that typically for me is like that, especially the weekends, but like after a certain time. Yeah. Um, in
0: the day so you know something else that you know is so prominent in both of your lives and is Is also another foundation of your marriage is your faith and your relationship Mm -hmm. with God. And Mm -hmm. I love how you touched on a little bit earlier about how your walks look very different. And Brie, I remember texting you like early on when me and Julian started dating. And with, did you?
1: I I remember
0: when I know Julian, when you
2: made the ring comment, I'm like, call me, I've been there from the
4: beginning.
0: (laughs) But, and you, that, that was kind of the advice you gave me was like, your walks don't have to look the same. And so can you explain a little bit, like how, how are your walks different and how have you brought them together in a way that works for you?
4: Mm.
3: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, So I grew up Baptist
4: Mm
3: -hmm. and Brianna grew up Catholic Mm. And so
2: <laughs> that's already like, huh. so, so, so,
3: but, you know, I went to, I went to Catholic school, um, all throughout like elementary and yeah. middle school and things like that. So when we met in college, we actually, I, I'll never forget this. I had a teammate who actually passed away. Oh, um, he wow. was, like, was like 22 wow. and, um, Brianna asked, you know, Hey, do you want to, do you want to come to mass with me? And this had been my first time since being a little boy, you know, um, being, 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 going to a mass. Mm. And I said, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we go and, you know, there's this like area with the candles and things like that Mm -hmm. where you can light it, light a candle for someone and pray. And um, I think the candles were full, (laughs) (laughs) but, you know, it was kind of like, you know, she, she she gave me that open invitation
1: mm-hmm. and
3: you know, I was just so open and going and, you know, I definitely enjoyed, um, you know, a quiet church. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I've growing up Baptist and, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's kind of, that's, I remember, I think that was pretty much like our foundation of mm-hmm. like, Okay, you know mm-hmm. we can do this together. So we would we would consistently go to go to mass and you know consistently pray together. Yeah. Um, even in, in college, we would say grace at you know at a restaurant, hold our hands and bow our heads. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and so like that was that's I think one of the most um, fundamental aspects of it.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think for me, like my walk has been something that. So really early on, right, like I I began at a private school and I, you know, went to Catholic school the majority of my life. And I've always believed and been taught that, like, God is everywhere with you. Right. He's not just like in church with you. That's not the only place you can speak to him. That's not the only place you can, like, get his love. Um, he's everywhere. And so Mm -hmm. for me, I always felt like I didn't have to be at church in order to still be walking with God. Right. I felt like I could be in the car and say like, God, like, this has been a rough week. What do you want me to see? Like, Mm -hmm. I will just quite literally be walking around and like talk to him. Mm -hmm. And I know he's there. And I think with DJ, it was a little different for him. He felt like we had to be in church Mm. four days a week. (laughs) (laughs) It It was just very different for us. And so I think it took us to get to this place where like, yes, we will go to church every Sunday, right? Yeah. Um, we might do something a time or two at the church, you know, during the week. Um, but for me, I still feel content and fulfilled, um, when I do things outside of the church, because I know that God walks beside me. And Mm -hmm. so if I need something or if I want to talk to him, he's there. Mm -hmm. And that is, that has always just been like a really strong thing for me. We had this conversation, I think once when we were like, I mean, we were probably 20 and I was like, (laughs) you know I want you to know that that's how I feel about God so yeah. I don't want you to take it as like this Sunday I like you know I just got back from a game late last night you know we traveled all the way to Virginia or whatever mm. and I just don't want to go to church I didn't want him to take that as I was blowing yeah. off like my yeah. faith right mm. but it meant that I could still get on my knees and pray and say like mm. thank you for my traveling grace thank you for keeping me safe um you know I appreciate you for this and like I still felt fulfilled in that. Mm -hmm. And so I think that like my personal walk was obviously very different, but then coming together, right? Like we always knew that we wanted it to be the foundation of our lives and that, um, we wanted to work together to strengthen it and whatever that meant. So like, we were very much so on one accord. We were not getting married without having couples counseling, right? Or without yeah. doing premarital anything. Um, and we did that at Soul City. And it was mm. amazing. Our mentors were so amazing, so mm. yeah. phenomenal. And like, that was just something that I think helped us once again, like marry our mm. faith together in, and yeah. in our walk. Um, and so we have to, I think, and I think that that's like a growing thing for us because we've been apart for so long yeah. that we're still learning this, yeah. um, we're still learning how to come together. So it, it is genuinely like a new process for us. Um, because DJ, I mean, before that, he had only been in Chicago with me for like about a year. We oh, were right uh-huh. on the year and then he had to move. Mm-hmm. So, um, it, it's, it's a new thing for us yeah, that yeah. we're learning. Um, so yeah, I hope that answers your question. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it does. And it's so funny because you, you know, coming from a Catholic church and a Baptist church, and now you're at soul city, which is very much neither. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So how has, how has a church like that helped you guys grow and experience God in a new way? I think it's right in the middle. It's like just yeah. right for us. Yeah, It's just right for us. Right. It gives,
2: it fulfills me and it fulfills him. Mm. And I mean, shout out to Catherine, um, <laughs> you know, it was the best invite we got, mm. you know? And I think for us, it was this thing where we were like, that was cool. Yeah. And then the next week it was like, that was still cool. <laughs> and then, you know, after a month we were like, this is still awesome. You know. <laughs> And then at that point we are like telling everyone about it. And so like both of our sets of parents have come in town and like come to church with us and been like, Oh, you know, it's a pretty great church. And so I think we've fallen in love with Jared and Jeannie. And I remember like, I loved that they were so involved with people Mm -hmm. um, within their church. And I remember doing the premarital um, group and how they came one night and like spoke about their story. And, And to me, I felt like here are two people that are like, you know, the leaders and they're the people that are setting the example and they're willing to sit down with us like in this you know scary time and like this beginning stage and share their story and that meant a lot to me um and I'm not sure in either one of our other churches right and this is not like a negative thing I don't know if we'd get that Mm
4: -hmm.
2: so I think Soul City has been right in the middle for us to give us like it's met our needs in all the right places for mm-hmm. sure. That's mm-hmm. so, good. That's yeah. good. There's our review. Our, review. <laughs> our, our
1: Yelp, Yelp review. review. <laughs> <laughs> uh, along with all of that, um, what has been your, your true Norths? Uh, I want to, I want to get your individual ones, but also like as a couple, cause you, you, it sounds like you guys have a lot of good intentional conversations together about next steps and things like that. But, what is an individual true north for you or a motto or something you hold on to every day? And then also, you know, as a couple,
3: I think it's, I think my true north, um, has been, who do I want to be? Um, when I, who, who do I want my children to look up to? Wow. Right. And what man, what does that man look like? Mm. And, you know, I think that's kind of helped me through the years, you yeah. know, make make certain decisions and um, grow and, you know, study, study my word and, you know, be a be a be a man of God. You yeah. know, what I mean, it's uh, it's kind of kept me in the in in the in the green mm-hmm. um, spiritually and personally um, and, and then also like professionally, it's it's kind of like, OK, I want to be this guy, you mm-hmm. know, and I, and, it, and it kind of, you know, looking back at my 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 parents, you know, my my mom and dad had had me when they were, I think twenty twenty three, twenty two, twenty three, yeah. right? So, you know, I remember when I was twenty two,
4: twenty three. Like, I'm I don't, I don't know how I I'm not ready to have kids, like, what? No. right? I'm so 28
1: kind of, and still thinking.
4: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah.
3: And so like, it puts it in perspective for me because you know, my dad is like, you know, he's like my brother. You know, what I yeah, mean? yeah. And, and and so like, I look up to him so much, and it's like, man, at 22, 23, you you had your own house, and man. you had a kid, and like, <laughs> you were, you know, you you were to yourself, and mm-hmm. like, you're just such a good dad, you know. Yeah. And he didn't, and it, and it, it, he didn't have that example, you know, mm. growing up. He, his dad, his father wasn't in his life. And it's, I'm just like, man, how did you create that man? Wow. And you know what I mean? Like, how did you, how, how I am I'm, I'm still like, you know, baffled to yeah, this day. Like, yeah. how, how did you become who you became without even having, you know, the example at home? Mm. So, so, mm-hmm. you know, now that I have that example and you know, he's, he's been there for me. I've, that's kind of been my focus, you know? Yeah. That's good. Yeah.
4: Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. i think for me my true north i have two <laughs>
1: um two plus the one
2: <laughs> yes um so i would say that for me they have both come from my mom and dad like two mm-hmm. models that they always told me um i think for Me, in terms of my mom, DJ, already touched on it, and it's just, like, be a good person. Mm -hmm. Um, It's so short. It's so sweet, but it's so true and and genuine. And when you think about that, it means being a good person in my profession, right? So my job is, like... I have this duty to like never harm Uh right no matter who a person is that sits in front of me no matter what's Uh going on just always being a good person Uh um you know I oftentimes think about like being a mom I want to be a mom and so like how am I going to just be a good person um to my children and like how will that impact them um to my husband just being a good person to my my new extended family being a good person Uh right I genuinely think about them often like just the other day DJ's dad was like I love this soap you guys have in your house (laughs) and so I like bought it for him and sent it to him because I "I just want to give that to him because Mm -hmm. I just want to be a good person and I love him you know Mm -hmm. um so for me like that's the big one is just like genuinely just always being a good person and and that is like simple but it goes really deep when you think about it absolutely Um, And then I think another one that my dad always told me growing up was like, always tell the truth, right? Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. no matter how hard it may be, no matter what bad decisions you may have made, no matter what, like, just always tell the truth. And I think those two things go hand in hand. Like, you can't be like, not an honest person and a good person (laughs) you you have to be honest and honest and good at the same time Mm -hmm. so I think like when I put those two together just like telling the truth and being a good person um have always been like my biggest like true north that I think have helped me Mm -hmm. achieve the things that I want to achieve and I hope that people like in my profession walk out of my office and feel like i made a change in their life whether it be that I changed their life around completely or whether it be that they just came in contact with me and I was just good
0: to them yeah. and that felt good. Right.
2: Right. Um, that's, that's my biggest thing, I think for
0: sure. Mm. And, but, and what, what words of affirmation or encouragement would you give to someone who can relate to any or every part of y'all's story?
2: Mm, that's a deep question. <laughs> <laughs> I would say, like, keep on keeping on, right? Mm-hmm. Um,
3: Long so distance
4: works. It does. <laughs> um,
2: but it also isn't for everyone, right? Uh-huh. Like, I, like being true to yourself and mm-hmm. not listening to us and, like, feeling like, oh, I'm unhappy with this. But, like, they're saying it works, so it should work, right? Like, mm-hmm. everyone has their own niche and their own way to make it work. Yeah. Um. But I think most importantly, I would say, like, love one another and, like, slow down. Slow down mm-hmm. sometimes and love one another. Um, we are two really speedy people. Mm-hmm. Um, we, like, go up and down the highway a lot. We <laughs> give to our younger siblings a lot. We travel a lot. We give to a lot of our friends. We do. And, and I think sometimes we have to slow down and intentionally give to one another. Mm. Um, so I think, like, just slowing down and loving one another um, has been the best thing. And I think like after talking about this to any like young black professional that's listening to me, um, and DJ, I think I want to say to them specifically in this time, you know, you can be whoever you want to be. Um, you can work hard, you can achieve things. Um, and you know, stay steady, keep praying, keep pushing, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. I think it's a difficult time right now for young Black people, mm-hmm. um, and and not to take away from other you know people of color or other minorities or mm-hmm. whatever. But I think right now in this time, um, it's difficult for for young Black people, and and I personally just want to say to them like, you can be whoever you want to be. Keep working hard, mm-hmm. you know, get there, yes. right, um, and take care of yourself. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Like, your mental health is so important. Mm-hmm. If you need to get a counselor or a therapist, get one. There's yeah. no shame in it. If you need to t- turn your social media off, do it. Um, if you need to take a break, do it, and and don't feel bad about it. Yeah, um,
3: yeah. Now, I would say another like w- like word of affirmation would be, you know, protect your peace. Mm-hmm. Um, especially as 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 a married couple, um, you know, we've learned to have each other's back um and protect protect our our peace you know mm-hmm. our home you know um now we're living together and, you know that's that's our that's our peace that's that's where yeah. we, we feel comfortable and so we have to protect that at all costs mm-hmm. um not just from you know family and things like that but just from 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 anything and everyone yeah. you know like, the stuff is hard mm-hmm. <laughs> yes you know what I mean?
0: so, yeah um, Yeah, I love that phrase protect your peace. That's so good.